It worked, Sid. What's up? I'm a time traveler. Have you seen the new Bill and Ted's movie? Yes. Do you want to time travel with me, Sid? I've I've crossed through the fabric of time and space. Yeah. Hit this blunt. It's this weed is called Rufus. All right, man. I miss George Carlin so much. Two hours later. Ugh, what happened? Ugh. Sid. Ugh, fuck yeah. See, the time-traveling time, tra- the time bud worked, but it only moves us forward in time. I'm still high as fuck, though. All right. <laughs> Blazing for days. <laughs> I fucking love you, man. I told Sandy Bell about us. She's cool with it. We just we just t- bump tips. We do the Cubs touch. The Cubs touch. <laughs> All right. I need to fucking drink some Pepto before this. Myra's gonna fucking yell at me. Sherry yelled at me once, but fuck it. It's blazing night. Cause we're blazing for days. Sid, most untriumphant. For sure. I mean, I think that like really, um, Bill and Ted inspired me. Uh, the new movie, it really inspired me to be, like, a good dad, dude. Like, I think that Bill and Ted, like, were really good dads to their daughters, and they ended up actually being the ones that saved the universe. And being a good dad, man, is, like, that's no easy feat, man. A lot of guys, like, run out on that shit. Whoa, whoa. You know, Spo- do spoiler shit. alert. Being a d- good dad is good. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. I'm a dog. I love hoes, but and I know hoes are a byproduct of bad fathering, but, you know, there could be hoes with good fathers, too, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lady's choice to be a hoe. So I always keep all my hoes in the same area codes because I don't like to spend a lot on gas money. You know, I, I talked to this guy, though, and he advised against that. Yeah, well... I don't know. Sid? I don't know. Fuck yeah, I don't know. I need to find like some good rappers with new songs that are like still alive. Oh, I heard you're putting out music now. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm like super stoked about my music. I'm working with uh, this guy, We Are All Okay. Um, he's a good friend of mine, man. We've collaborated on a lot of projects like back in the like 2000s and 2010s and stuff like that. He used to crash on my couch, him and his girlfriend. Like everybody used to fucking hate him and shit, but I don't know, man. I thought he was always really fucking cool. Me and him vibe. And he's making this shit on Fruity Loops that's like, uh, it's it's got a real like classic vibe to it, man. The new classic is the 80s. Like the 80s are coming back in a big way, so... You're pushing that out with Mr. Tim's uh, music label? Fuck yeah, man. Like, you're my man, dude. You got your back of me, dude. And I also, like, I'm hoping to collaborate with you on some musical projects as well because I've always been a big fan of Mr. Tim. Like, a lot of your shit inspired me. You're a big inspiration of mine. And then uh, I've also been really inspired lately by, like, Juice World, uh, Rest in Peace, and Lil Peep, Rest in Peace. Sid, you're an inspiration for me. Yeah, for sure, man. I We're mean, each other's muse. This was so beautiful. I wake up every morning and I hang weights from my testicles and try and stretch them out. You're like my Buddha. Oh, 
Everything's a joke with you, man. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I'm blazing for days. Nah, but for sure, man. Like, um, I definitely like am excited to be back recording again. I know I've been like quiet. For a should long we time. should we intro this shit and, and kick it off official? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's be professional, even though I'm fucked up right now. <laughs> Whatever it is, I know I need it to my life And one thing comes to mind when I say I'm gonna blaze it for days Take me away Take me to the highest place where I meditate With a good man with water Cause these are sentimental Give me that feeling Give me that feeling Let me blaze it for days Alright, welcome to Blazing Comedy My name's Tim You might know me from my new YouTube channel, Pouring Epoxy in Biloxi with Tim. And joining me, as always, the sexy golden guru, Sid Swami. You didn't tell me I had a new YouTube channel, bro. That's fucking awesome, man. I want to check you pouring out some of your paint. I'm a big fan of Tim's paintings, man. Like, uh, my favorite one. I call it, uh, I call it Volcano Boogers. It's like uh, one that's got like, you know, a lot of shit that looks like lava and big green dots. I actually uh, harvested boogers from a volcano to make that painting. What do you call that painting that I love? Do you have like names for your paintings? Do you name them at all? Mucus planets floating in, in other glowy things. <laughs> it's it's a it's a working title said yeah for sure man it's fucking awesome that like let's let's continue to fucking jack each other off over here <laughs> fuck yeah um I invited some people over tonight, and, like, my place is trash, dude. I don't think they wanted to hang out, like, over here. This is messy? Yeah. It's not, like... Like, when you came over to party at my house, I, like, cleaned up real good. But, like, most of the time, we, like, fucking live like slobs, man, to be honest. But it's just, like, it's comfortable to me. I don't really... I'm not big on cleaning, you know? Blazing for days. Yeah. Baby, I'll be blazing for days. Like, you know, I'm just, like, on some fuck the status quo shit lately. Like, I kind of want to just live like a fucking savage, honestly. Like, Ooh, yeah. I think it's a part of my performance. Like, honestly, life is, like, one big performance when you're a creator. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, you, you work your whole life. You've, like, been a painter. You know, and it's like you're doing these paintings for fun, but also like you're doing this painting for money. Like you're an artisan. That's like part of your soul. That's like part of who you are. And I feel the same way about myself, man. I've always like in elementary school stood out for like projects that involved creativity, that involved things like singing and art and like writing and stuff like that. Like even though I don't draw very well and I'm not like a great singer or anything like that, like I kind of stood out in that way because that's like part of my soul, you know? You mean, when you say art projects, you mean all those paper mache penises that you made that you have up in your attic? Those aren't projects, those are girlfriends. Don't be disrespectful, man. 
Dude, hand jobs are like they're hot to watch, but then when you actually like get one, rarely good. If you're watching porno and you like see a dude getting a hand job, you're like, "Fuck yeah, man! I want to get a hand job. Like that shit looks awesome." But like a woman has to be has to have an artisan's soul, really. <laughs> right. She has to she has to play it like an instrument. When I watch porn, sometimes it's cool to watch that, but in real life, it's it's garbage, a garbage show. Which reminds me of John Holland. Nice. Isn't that weird? I bet John Holland is a guy that enjoys a good hand job, man, because he loves going to the strip club. Put your hands together out there and make some noise for Candy. Headed off that main stage, fellas. And, like, Jeez, going to the strip club is, like, to me, like, the ultimate goal of going to the strip club is that you might get a hand job. I could see John, like, having a scowl on his face the whole time he's getting a handjob. Like, he just physically looks like he dislikes it. It's weird that you've never met John Holland in person, but you definitely, like, have him down. (laughs) I love John Holland. Mr. Burns reminds me of John Holland, like, his humor. Smithers, guess what happened to me last night? I don't know, sir. You had sex with that old woman? She said no to me. Do you know how many women have said no to me? 130, but only one since I've become a billionaire. That's John Hahn's brand of humor, dude. He loves fucking, like, really cantankerous, like, references to stuff that's like... And it might just be because he's, like, older than me, and I don't get what he's talking about, and he's, like, trying to turn me on to some shit. John, he just keeps bringing up episodes of Matlock, and you're like, fucking John. (laughs) He's a classic gentleman, man. Like, I picture him as, like, a child, like, really liking Perry Mason or something. It's like... It's like, women are so sexy, but sexualizing them is, like, not a cool thing to do because, like, you know, they're people. I love being sexualized, though. Me too. Treat me like a piece of meat. Give it to me. (sighs) But I think most people don't like that. I don't think most people are like us that, you know, like, they are very, like, you know, guarded about their sexuality. And that's normal, I think. I think a lot of it's imposed on from, like, religion and stuff like that because, like, I'm somewhat of a religious person, but my ties to sexuality, as far as, like, religion goes, like, I have to protect my penis to, like, make children for God, you know what I mean? So. After, like, dating a girl for, like, six months, I'll let her pray with me. Eventually, we'll work up to holding hands and heavy petting, but. For sure, man. Saving myself for marriage. And I've been married before, but I'm saving myself for like a 10-year marriage. Then I'll have sex. I mean, my last wife put in eight years, but she didn't really she, she didn't really want it, I could tell. But I'm saving myself. Was your wife, like, Catholic like you were? I don't know. I only saw her through a hole in the sheet. Sid. Did, well, did y'all have to, like... I heard when you're Catholic... Uh, Everyone gets circumcised. Even if you've been circumcised, you get circumcised again right before you get married. It's, it's a terrible religion. I'm actually curious about this. I've never been married before. I've been in a lot of like really like long-term relationships. The relationship I'm in now is definitely the longest I've ever been in. How does that tie to religion? I know a lot of people, they go and see like a, a priest before they get married or they get married by like a priest or something like that. And I don't know, I'm just really curious about marriage. I think marriage is like really fucking cool. I love weddings. Ha 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 ha!
I've been to a bunch of weddings and those are dope. There's always like dope food there and like we party and shit like that. I like the bachelor party. And in fact, I just want to have bachelor parties or me and a group of dudes just go to the strip club all the time. Yeah. All right. I'm not really big on strip clubs, honestly. Like, uh, I know John really likes them. I like to hang out with dudes. Like, I would love to go to the strip club with you just because I like hanging out with dudes. Like, no homo, but, like, it's good to hang out with bros and, like, have a good time. Like, kind of how we're vibing right now, you know? Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't bring you to my bachelor party. You've been trying to play EDH with these chicks that are just grinding their pussy in your face for a dollar. Okay, that's fucked up because I haven't... I only play Commander with, like, people that I'm really good friends with. They had a, a badass Teferi deck, though. I do like Teferi. How do you know about my thing with Teferi? I call him Jeffrey, though. He's, like, uh, the butler from um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What are you selling? Okay, I'm hawking candy bars. They're only five bucks. Marvelous. With what I'm paid, I should be able to afford one by the end of the day. Yeah. How does it work? Like, you're butler for your, like, whole life, and, like, you get paid, I guess, and you live in this house, and then, like, when the person dies, then you get to spend your money? You go out and spend your money? Or, like... I don't know. I've kind of always wanted to be a butler. What's the what's the benefit of being a butler? kind of think it's cool, because you get to live in, like, a really nice house, and eat really nice food and shit, but, like, you don't own your own property, and you, like, serve, like, a really... You're at somebody's like every beck and call. You can't like go on vacations and shit. Like, oh man, you're basically a slave to them until they pass. But right. you've probably saved a bunch of money at that point because you've been paid handsomely for your services. Hopefully, yeah, for sure. From like rich people, I'm sure they like, I'm sure they pay at least minimum wage. And then if you're like living at their house, yeah, save bills. Yeah, I mean, like, I think being a butler would be a fucking sweet deal, dude. But you can't have a family. That's the problem. Like, I'm a family man, you know, so. Which brings me to the next phase of our interview, Sid. You you get the job. You're my new butler. Nice, dude. But I've lived at your house before, and fuck no. I give it back. I'm not going to be the butler. There's comic cola cans everywhere, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, I love your house, though, man. It's, like, a fucking awesome place to visit, man. It's, like, honestly, like, such a magical place. I remember, like, going there for my first time driving. Like, when I went there from flying, that was the first time I'd ever, like, flown into, like, high-altitude area. So it was, like, kind of disorienting. But I remember, like, after I had driven to your house, I was just, like, so weary from the road. And it was just, like, so awesome to be there. And it's, like, such a, like, I don't know. I always, like, love going over to your house, man. It's such a cool place, man. I actually want to, I want to try chloroform. Just to like, just like to get high and pass out. Yeah, see if it like gets, see how high it gets you, man. I've fucking, um, I've been experimenting with some shit lately, man. I've been doing like some microdosing because here in Colorado, the mushrooms are decriminalized, so like, you won't, they're not a felony if you get them. It's just like a misdemeanor, so you get like a ticket and like, 
yeah, go to court. Some it's pain in the ass. Like basically, you get scowls from old people, and you're like, all right, right. It's still illegal technically, but like Colorado is like pretty relaxed about people doing mushrooms because they're good, like medicine for people, man. You know, so. Um, experimenting with them is like kind of opened my mind to like other research chemicals and stuff like that too. And I think that's what people are afraid of. Like, you know, people being irresponsible, um, artists in particular, like us, man, like we love to like fucking do extreme shit, you know? So people worry about us because they love us, you know, like, or hate us, but they feel things about us. You know? I tried to break that world record a couple weeks ago, Sid. I told you I was training for that. I tried to edge for 36 consecutive hours without coming, and I almost got there. But I, I didn't drink enough water. I didn't hydrate. Yeah. Gatorade. Gatorade. Is it in you? There's a lot that I could probably learn from you about sex, man. Because sex for me lately has just been like... I don't know. It's been awesome. terrible. No, my sex has been terrible, dude. Well... That brings us to our first story <laughs> of wacky news. Oh God! Believe me, is wacky news. We leave no pot leaf unturned. We cover all the hard-hitting topics, like hard as ball sacks. All right. So, people who eat peanut butter for breakfast are better in bed. Study claims. All right. So, let's read part of the story. Apparently, whenever you opt for a super green smoothie, a bowl of cereal, a piece of toast gives them blah blah blah. blah. Said blah blah. Um, I guess they asked a bunch of old broads and they got fucked really well. Or some <laughs> shit. I fucking love wacky news. This is the best. What's the uh, according to a study? Record. All right, here. According to the study, fifty-three percent of Brits agree that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and forty-two percent secretly judge people on what they eat. All right, so that says nothing again. Yet thirty-three percent simply cannot function in the morning. Blah blah blah. God, that still says nothing about the story. This is just terrible. Clickbait. Yo. Passionate kisses. That's all we need, Sid. Passionate kisses. What, from like you and me? We've only like kissed a little bit, but never like passionately. Just pecs, you know, morning pecs. Yeah, for sure, man. Have a good day at work. I don't like kissing you. Your beard kind of tickles, but that's cool, man. I'm just a passionate guy. My uh, friend Tom, he liked to kiss a lot, dude. Like, he would give me like a huge kiss when he'd see me, dude. He's like a really big like dude with like a really long beard so it's like really weird but i don't know like i guess i like a clean shaven face to kiss me more you know i can't tell if we're joking right now or if we're being for real dude i think for real though you've like kissed me on the cheek before right yeah probably you know yeah bosom buddies we've done we've pooped together probably we've never pooped together I don't like pooping with people at all, dude. I don't even like people to talk to me when I'm pooping most of the time. Which brings us to our next story. Nice. Poop transplant cures man's drunkness disease. What? So he had, like, another person's poop put into him? 
The 47-year-old man had gut fermentation syndrome, also known as heavy brewery syndrome, ABS. His rare condition involves excessive fungal growth in the gut, which feeds on carbohydrates and then fuels ethanol production. Oftentimes, ABS is linked to excessive amount uh, of... Oh, he's like farting like crazy, I bet. Yeah. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is amazing to me, though. They uh, looked into fecal microbiota transplantation. In other words, a poop transplant. Bacteria, feces was transferred into this patient's small intestines. The transplant came um, from the man's 22-year-old daughter. She pooped in his, his butt, apparently. And um, and his, his, his symptoms resolved. And they hugged, I guess. That's fucking awesome, dude. I would totally let somebody poop into me to save my life, but, like, I'm not into that. But, like, if it were to save my life... I think he just was getting bad tummy aches and <laughs> cured his bad tummy aches. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think it was anything life-threatening. Hey, man, if it's, like, a bad enough tummy ache, dude, that shit can fuck your life up, though. All right. British company cooks up world's largest puffcorn snack. The makers of Watson's Giant Snacks in Britain's broke the Guinness World Record by cooking up a puffed corn snack measuring 35 feet long. A team of eight workers at the Walker Industry in Leicester uh, worked for two hours, 29 minutes, a partial day, to cook the extra giant Morsage Giant. Well, it's just, this is such a non-story. I love wacky news. It's like Guinness Book World Record shit most of the time. I fucking love wacky news. And the thing is, is we only ever like do it when we're recording. So it's like <laughs> wacky news. What about the Saucy Nugs guy, man? How do you feel about that? All right, so Nebraska man asked city council to rename boneless chicken wings. They're not wings, dude. It's going viral because he passionately laid down his case with arguments to the city council, claiming that boneless chicken wings do not come from the wing of a chicken. They come from the breast of a chicken. If a butcher claimed a different cut of meat, you wouldn't go back to that butcher. You know, you'd be discredited. Companies are able to just portray these as boneless chicken wings. At that point, they're tenders. Those already don't have bones. So boneless tenders, they don't say, oh, a boneless oil change. And this guy has more intelligently said what I've been fucking saying for years. You can't be calling fucking boneless wings boneless wings. They're chicken nuggets, dude. If you want to be a kid and fucking eat chicken nuggets, that's fine. Dude, like, we can all be kids forever. That's cool. But if you're going to grow up and fucking eat wings, you got to eat fucking wings with bones in them, dude. I think you and I have talked about this before, but what is what is your wing that you like? I like the drum, the drummy. I like the little drumstick. That's why I fucking love you, man. But lately, especially Pizza Hut, those motherfuckers, they just like want to throw you all drums and just be like, "Bitch, what do you do with the other side of the wing?" I do like a mix, but I'm I'm I like the drummy, just a couple bites of meat. You don't know fuss no muss. You like to you like to get in there, huh? With the the cartilage uh, and the. I, the joints and shit. Yeah, yeah. Sweet That's meat. the fucking and then like I love chicken, man. Here's the thing, dude. Like, 
when I tried to go vegetarian before for my religion and a lot of people do it and they're fucking like stronger people than I am and more devoted to God than I am, you know, but, um, Chicken was like the thing that just like, oh, I fucking love chicken so much. I can't stop eating it. I'm addicted to it, man. Like chicken's going to fucking kill me. Uh, One time, well, birds in general, I just love fucking eating birds. But chicken's the one that's like the one to eat. And I'm fucking scared of birds because like they know that I want to eat them and they want me dead. Yeah. Which brings us to our final wacky news story. A goat steals and eats mail outside of Alabama home. Fuck yeah, man. Have you seen any good movies? I'd like to go back to uh, the new Bill and Ted's. I really liked it. Yes, dude. Uh, I heard some people criticizing the ending, and while it was a little predictable, for dads it was predictable. That just shows that you love your daughter. Because, like, if you knew that, like it was supposed to be them at the end, then that just shows that like you see all the potential in them. Cause I called it like halfway through, man. Um, when they started like going, when they started doing what Bill and Ted did in the first movie, you know what I mean? To like fucking pass their, um, final. They know they write the epic song, so they travel in the future after it's written to try to get it from themselves. So they don't have to write it. It's like, underhanded almost can't get away from us bill and ted ted they're right they're us they remember everything we're gonna do that means we gotta do something we can't possibly remember no they're gonna do the thing Uh, i was hoping they wouldn't remember that this time and i love how they got kid cuddy to be like the voice of our generation because like He's way better than Kanye. Like, Kanye is so fucking overrated, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I would have liked it better if they would have gone and gotten somebody like Tupac, like somebody that actually was a historical figure and also a rapper. They went back and they got Jimi Hendrix. Boom. Number one. Great. They got yeah Louis Armstrong. They got Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, yeah. Satchmo. Yeah. Then... They kind of fell off. They went and they got um, Mozart. They got Mozart, dude. That was like one of my favorite scenes in the movie when fucking Mozart and Jimi Hendrix saw their playing. That was so fucking awesome, dude. I thought that was cool. But then after that, they go back and they get some like drummer, cave woman drummer or some shit. They got like, yeah, cave. Uh, no, it was a flautist. It was a flautist from the. Um, from like what, uh, prehistoric China. Why get the caveman drummer? What the fuck was that all about? There's like a million famous drummers that are just like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, I could totally under, I could totally explain this. So they couldn't get Jimi Hendrix at first, right? They had to find his inspiration. His inspiration was Louis Armstrong, right? And then Louis Armstrong was like, well, I just like really fucking love Mozart. You know, and so did Jimi Hendrix. So uh, th- this wasn't in the movie, but if it was like a book, it would probably be in the book, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> they both loved Mozart, so they went to go get Mozart. And then Mozart was like, well, I was inspired by the works of this flautist from my prehistoric China. And then the flautist, she was inspired by the drummer from 
prehistoric. I think it was, um, was it, they went to like a really snowy place. Was it Russia or was it like Alaska or something like that and found her? I totally got it though. It was all about inspiration. Like every artist is inspired by another artist. Like I'm very inspired by like a lot of different artists. So are you. Yeah. K.O.T.O. in this mug. Oh, dude. I ain't even trying to lie. I'm so hyped about K.O.T.O. And it's total garbage. And I even call myself a piece of shit, like, in the song. But it's just because, like, love that shit, dude. That shit's real, dude. I think it was one of my favorite Bill and Ted movies, though. I liked it a lot. It's good. They, like, revisited a lot of the same characters. And, like, basically after the last couple movies... Uh, they formed, you know, Wild Stallions, and Death stayed in their band for a long time. Then he was doing, like, 15-minute drum solos or, or bass solos so that he had to kick him out of the band. It's so fucking funny. Like, Yes. Uh, and that whole story was told in the end credits of um, the Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And it was really hard for me to, like, and it still is. I'm still trying to figure out which one I love more. It's one of the sequels, though. I, the original, while it's fucking awesome, sets up the characters and is, like, great in its own way, is not really my style. I'm more like the sequels. Like, the sequels really took it to, like, interdimensional, like, fucking crazy shit, you know? Like, they really played with the whole space-time <laughs> And the meaning of life and, like, Bill and Ted go to hell and it's fucking awesome. They go to heaven. That's so cool. I thought it was a really good movie, yeah. You and I are like Bill and Ted in a lot of ways, I feel like, man. Most triumphant. It'd be awesome if we went, like, on a bogus journey or an excellent adventure. It probably wouldn't be good if we went on bogus journey because bogus journeys are fucking terrible. But an excellent adventure would be awesome. Yeah, dude. What? Which one is your favorite of the three? Do you have like a clear favorite? I probably seen the first one the most. I like the second one. It had kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe when they were in in hell. Welcome to hell. No way. What? No way, sir. And they're like getting chased on the corridors or whatever. Oh, I love that part of the second one. Yes, yeah, it's like one of my favorite parts. But I did like how they had to play, like, Battleship and shit with Death to get out of there. And he's like, you sunk my Battleship. You have sunk my Battleship. I love that shit. And they just wreck them on all the games. I think it's so awesome that they were able to get that actor, too. I'm surprised he's still alive. Who even is that guy? <laughs> like, has he been in anything else? I don't know. Has he been anything other than Death and Bill and Ted? There is, like, a lot of fucking really cool cameos from people that were in the old movies. Yeah. Oh, dude, the third one was amazing because it, was, it wasn't it was cameos of people from the other movies. It was, like, the whole cast, pretty much, that was still alive. I mean, George Carlin, God bless his soul. Hopefully he's in heaven. There was a, Probably in there hell. Was a lot of monuments <laughs> where it was, like, Rufus, like, with the, the, the old time machine and shit like that. And the new time machine was like a pod, and it was just like so much CGI. But I think it's because, you know, the VidCon 19, it's been going around. 
Oh, man. I think hell is going to be, like, a really funny place. Like, a lot of comedians are going to hell. I know. We'll be there together, though, Sid. We will, dude. It'll be fucking awesome. We'll be, like, getting tortured. Should be good times. You should start rollerblading like I do to prepare for the pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to bring back... I think I'm trying to bring back, like, the uh, late 90s... Or late... 80s, early 90s, like an era that I'm probably too young to remember, honestly, but it was just like such a influential time to me, like a lot of the stuff and a lot of the culture that like was going on in that time, I feel like it was really important to like who I am now. I think it's really important to like uh, the way a lot of people are now, because like if you look at the stuff at the time that was going on, and, like, the voices that were starting to come up in that time, like Rage Against the Machine. I want to get on a more, like, serious topic here. Bill and Ted's fucking sweet, but, like, on a more serious topic, like, in that time period, there was a lot of media that came out. And I feel like it influenced us as a generation to understand that, like, as people, like, we're all a human race, man. There's, like, different colors and like different backgrounds people come from all different types of stuff some people like their house messy some people like it clean some people you know there's all different kind of people and it's all a huge puzzle and the message of bill and ted is just like fucking party on and be excellent to each other and as long as you're feeling good and not trying to make other people feel bad and if, like, what makes you feel good is against, like, other people, and if you like making people feel bad, and that's your thing, like, if you're a troll or a fucking racist or something, I would, like, respectfully like to thank you for listening to this podcast, but this is not for you, okay? Like, we are people who believe in the human race, bro. Like, we love being a human. No dicks allowed. Fuck yeah. I fucking hate chicken and birds of all type. They're food. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sid. Let's put a band-aid on this bad boy. Gotta wrap it up already, huh? Fuck. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I gotta be up so early in the morning, dude. But I'm having so much fun right now, dude. We got time. I fucking love podcasting again. This feels good. Sid Slimy, ladies and gentlemen. You always make me feel like the star of the show, man. I want to hear like more about you, though, man. Like, What's been vibe with you lately? Not much, man. Just got a new lady. She's amazing. She's awesome. I've met her. She's hot, dude. Tim's got a smoking hot babe, and he deserves it because Tim is a smoking hot dude. I am a smoking hot dude. Fuck yeah, you are, dude. I'm straight. So, like, I wouldn't be with Tim, but if I were a lady, I would still be straight, and I'd be with Tim for sure, man. Like, me and him would have an awesome family together. (laughs) It would be great. Yeah, very loving situation. It'd be good. A lot of spooning.
Okay, but yeah, your girl's fucking awesome, and like, I'm sorry that I interrupted your love and time. So, whenever my brother died, uh, back in 2016, I think it was, or no, it wasn't 2016, it was like way longer ago than that. Uh, oh, I lose track of time, baby. It's like 2013. It's like a really dark year, actually. I got arrested that year, too. But, um, that was the last time I was in jail. He died, um, Maybe it's even 2014. It was just a real fucking dark time, man. Wacky news. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, he was a bad boy, you know, and like a lot of women loved him and shit like that. And, you know, like they couldn't hold him though. There was one that could, but not many could, you know, and it's like. Yeah. Everyone loves Mr. Tim. I know, man. It's a curse. Dude, I'm a bad boy, dude. You're a bad boy, too. We're bad boys, man. That's how you... Broken in two, ladies. We're bad boys, but fucking... You know, shit goes down, dude. Shit goes down hard. So, Sid. VidCon 19. All the kids are doing it. VidCon. All right, tell me about VidCon, dude. What's up? I'm down with what the kids are down with, man, for sure. I'm a kid at heart. Everyone has to wear a mask because this old VidCon thing... And, um, you know. Are the kids, like, starting to look at you all weird when you, like, do shit with them? Well, when I do shit with them. What do you mean, Sid? You know, like, at work or, like, uh, at the shop when y'all are playing shit. Well, I guess at the shop's a pretty bad example because now all the kids are, like... I don't know, the kids kind of looked at me weird because I, like, said some shit about Doom. And, like, most of these kids weren't even born, like, when I first played Doom, you know? And, like, you know me. I love Doom. Like, that's part of, like, what got me into gaming, pretty much, is, like, seeing Doom for the first time. And, I don't know, kids be looking at me weird when I, like, try and call them out on shit. Because, like, I'm old and I know more about the shit that they think they know about, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like, pleated pants. I went on for, like, 45 minutes about pleated pants and no one wanted to hear it. Because they are, they fucking don't respect good style. I feel like right? I'm getting old. I'm like in a midlife crisis right now. I don't know. Where's John? These jokes would start to make more sense now. I'm a hot mess, dude. <laughs> Falling apart, Sid. Falling apart. I'm sorry, dude. I'm trying to keep it together. Like, I've been... I, I have, like, a process now. I party a lot, and... Party on. But I've been creating, and, like, this, I think that, like... Once we get this episode, like, all hammered out, it's going to be fucking good, dude. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Add the hammer sound effects, John. John? I'm going to come over and fucking help you work on this one, man. Um, while the girls play, uh, Myra is, like, so hyped to play Parodius with Haley. Has she tried that yet? No, nah, but she'll love it. Yeah, I know she will, because it's fucking, like, cute and crazy and shit like that, and, like, fucking, they'll keep each other entertained, and we can, like, uh, break this shit down. So, there's a new show on HBO Max, which is their, uh, new streaming service. It's called, uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah. And, um, it's made by Ridley Scott. And it's like all futuristic, and it's fucking badass, dude. It's crazy. Raised by wolves. 
It's tight, dude. It's it's been a while since I've gotten into a new show lately, man. I think like the last one. Well, no, I take that back. I've been into like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but the thing about this anime is, it's like they just go on for so long, man. I can't like commit to watching like a whole thing, you know. But we really live in an amazing era. Like it's like we're living in a new renaissance. Honestly, like there's no better time to be a creator because of the internet. And, like, the way people are connecting and communicating now, like, you can put your shit out there. I remember (laughs) in the early days of the internet, I'm going to be, like, old fucking grizzled veteran now. I would put out my horrorcore raps onto this shit called, um, I wonder if you can even go back and look it up, horrorcore.com was the name of the website. And what, for those of y'all that don't know, horrorcore is kind of like if you took like kind of Marilyn Manson, Insane Clown Posse, like that kind of music, but like mixed it with like a Wu-Tang, um, you know, like more of a hip hop, less of a rock kind of vibe. You know, like I never played an instrument. I just wanted to be a rapper, you know? Yeah, I like I like the tracks that you're putting out. I listen to them and we're, we're working on this shit. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to put some sick ass reverb on that shit. Hell yeah, dude. We got to make sure that I want to like try and do some research into like what kind of instruments and effects that we can emulate from like the old days to try and give my voice like that sound like, you know, the old days. Cause that's what those beats remind me of is like that old, like, like a synth, synth poppy vibe or whatever you have. Yeah, and I dig it, dude. I think it's a fucking sweet-ass sound, and it's going to sound really good with, like, some modern lyrics. Like, modern lyrics is important. You can't be, like... You can't use euphemisms anymore. Like, Bob Dylan had his song, The Tambourine Man, where he was talking about hitting up his plug. People don't want to hear The Tambourine Man anymore. They want to hear, like, the real shit, and then try and discover like the hidden meaning about it. So like in my new song that I wrote about my bitch, I say that, um, we can like postmates our dinner, but I also mean by that, like if we ever broke up, I'd always smash her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's, that's what you want. Ride or die. Yeah, for sure, man. Like I think once you fuck a baby into a woman, you have like a sacred vow to like keep that woman happy for the benefit of your child, you know what I mean? So, uh, what about, just, what about like your commitment to their current girlfriend or wife? Well, I mean, some bitches be understanding, some don't. So, all right. Don't, I'm a bad boy, dude. That's the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just asking. So, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> well, okay. I'll try and educate you on it. Like, uh, for me, honesty has always been the best approach, man. Like, if you're gonna be a piece of shit, at least be honest about it. You know what I mean? Like, a woman's gonna love you. And she's gonna want to try and help you, and there's only so much that she can deal with. And if she can't communicate to you, like, how she's feeling about your fucking hood rat behavior, then... I hate to say it like that. It's a really selfish thing to say, but that's, like, almost her problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're being up front, I guess. You know? 
She she knows like, what she's getting into. I know I'm fucked up. I'm I'm like even trying to work on my stuff now that I'm growing up. Like it took me a long time to get to this point. You know what I mean? So like I'm, my my bitch my bitch is real understanding, dude, and she always has been. She's always stood beside me, and that's why I know like that's fucking quality. Like that is value. And you always know it's a judgment free zone here on Blazing right. Comedy, Sid. I'm just jealous. No, don't be jealous. I'm jealous of you, man. Like, well, I'm not jealous of your girlfriend, but I'm like jealous of your family and shit. I'm jealous of like where you come from and shit, you know? Salt of the earth. I think that a lot of the reason why I am a bad boy is because I come from a bad upbringing and you're a good boy because you come from a good upbringing. You know I, mean? I was a good boy. I got lots of stars on charts. I bet I dude. And I did too. And like people tried to fucking reach me, but I couldn't be reached, you know? And that's not because that's not a product of my like environment and how I was raised. That's always been a thing like ever probably even before I was born, man, my mom used to tell me like how terrible and aggressive I was like as a, a baby, like inside of her, she had like a really rough pregnancy with me, you know? Cause I was like, fuck this, let me out of here. I'm gonna fuck this world up. <laughs> Kick the doors down. Right. She had a really bad pregnancy with Justin Zane too, apparently man. Like, you know, uh, they told her that she would never be able to have kids. And the fact that me and him, like, were ever fucking conceived. And we also have another brother, Tommy. Like, my mom shouldn't have ever had fucking kids, you know? Like, she was barren. That's what they told her from the time that she's like a little bitty baby, dude. So. Define the odds, Sid Swami. For sure, man. I'm a fucking. I, I have a purpose. I fucking swam to the. I swam to the egg with a purpose, and there's a just like Bill and Ted and his daughters. There's a reason for me to be here in this fucking crazy ass chaos that we call a universe. Same with my brother uh, Justin Zane. Same with you, my brother from another mother, Tim. I love your mom, dude. She's like a she's like a grandma to my kid. She's like a mom to me, man. Like you know, I. I don't call my mom that much anyway. <laughs> we should call your mom. What's she up to right now? We should call your mom. Dude, we should do... You know what we've never done before is like a fucking four-way call with your mom and my mom. That'd probably be some fucking crazy shit. We should totally have a four-way with our moms. Yes. I, I'm down for a mom four-way. You like my mom, man. So that'd be dope. She puts some pepper on the chicken. Yeah, she doesn't do that so much, man. She put a lot of fucking, like, well, you know. Are you talking about that? Yeah, and you do a cooking show where you're your mom on that YouTube channel. Well, you know. Hey. Hey, y'all. Today I'm going to make... Paul Paul's favorite. I'm gonna make uh, fried potatoes and onions with gravy and sausage. And you know, you just like put the gravy, uh, you cook the sausage, and you want to save the juice because that's real important. It gives the gravy its flavor. But you know, I mean.
That's awesome. You like that voice? Yeah, you should have Snoop Dogg on your shit. Get Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg to come guest host on your YouTube channel. I don't really give a fuck about Martha Stewart, but I would mark out so hard for Snoop, dude. I love Snoop. Did you ever hear the song that Snoop did with Insane Clown Posse called The Shaggy Show? Uh, but here's a clip. Fuck yeah. He's come a long way from the LBC. Please welcome Snoop D-O-double-G. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's the big dog, y'all fucking with the insane. Clowns, get down, nigga. I represent the town. Hey yo, Violin J, let's go half on this pound. I stay gangster like Vaughn. I dropped a bomb, they call me Snoop Dogg, and I can raise your arm. So any MC that disagree with me, step up and watch your motherfucking ass me. I bet Snoop didn't even give a fuck about that verse either. He just like came in. He was like, okay, what's these rappers' name? All right, I'll say their name. <laughs> he probably never even, like, was in the same studio with Insane Clown Posse at any point. Like, Snoop Dogg is, like, such a star, dude. He's, like, he's fucking pop. That's, like, he's a real artist, man. All right. Sid, I have two pieces of this jalapeno pep- pep- pepperoni feta cheese pizza left. What should I do with it? Ooh, jalapeno feta. Oh, fuck, man. Definitely don't eat that shit because it's after midnight. You better wrap it up. Better wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in. Sid, where can we find you? So, right now, I've been on Facebook a lot lately. Uh, Just looking, mostly. I don't really post a lot of shit, but you, you can definitely hit me up on there. Um... My Google is always uh, SidsHateMail at gmail.com, though I don't feel like ever since we stopped talking about magic, I don't like have as many hot takes anymore. So I should probably like change the name of that email address, you know what I mean? But we're going to start a new Patreon because if you want to send us money, maybe we'll do this all the time. Yeah, maybe we'll just start from there. Oh, well, I do have a Patreon, but I don't think it's to, like, get money. Can you get money on a Patreon that you just have to, like, give money to people? Well, I think you have to be good at podcasting first. I always just thought if you, you don't, that at the because end of episode, I give Tyler, Tyler's, like, shit at podcasting and video making, but he just does it every month, so I give him money for it. We do have, <laughs> we, we, when we did run our Patreon, we did have some very loyal patreon members yeah I love for all sure man and shout out to i still talk jeff. to a lot of these guys today jeff fucking jason uh fucking eric i love eric that Stout. Kid, dude. Oh, love we all need, these guys we need to go up to wyoming and fucking do some extreme sports with eric since that's like i'm getting back into my extreme sports man I know. He posted on Facebook the other day he was out of cigarettes. I wanted to go bring him a cigarette. Dude, I was like this fucking close from Facebook paying him $10 to get a pack of cigarettes, man. But I was like, fuck it. I need to be more responsible with money. I'm sorry, Eric. Fuck. Well, that was almost cool then, Sid. Thanks almost, for mentioning it, almost though. That's cool. the I'm thought that counts. I'm a piece of shit, dude. I'm a piece of shit. Here's the thing. I love giving... I don't have much, but I love giving people shit, dude. It feels so good. You know who I love? David Schmuck and Jason Roscom. hi ho, Kermity Frog here. Where the fuck is that guy? Yeah, He's for so, sure it's... Well, I'm Jason Roscom. He's like modern-day Kermit the Frog. I love Jason Roscom. He's so great. He's freaking talking about Star Wars. Like, 
Well, right now, David Schmuck's got to be going fucking nuts because it's spoiler season, dude. And fucking David Schmuck loves magic spoilers, man. That fool was always on top of that shit. Yeah. I loved him. He was like, he, like, fuck mythic spoiler. David Schmuck is the fucking guy to holler at about fucking magic spoilers. And he's got dirty jokes. David Schmuck. Really? I didn't it. know Let's that, that David Schmuck had that side, man. I know his, you know, name being Schmuck, obviously, like, there's some jokes implied there. Um, that must have been tough for him, man. Nah? nah. You don't think? I wonder what deck David Schmuck plays. I've never played him before. Have you ever played him? Uh, no. I, I think maybe something. I think the deck you play says a lot about like Tron. Maybe do you think? I think he maybe. said something about Tron one time. Maybe I really do think that. At, mm. Like to me, Magic is so much more than a game, but. I really think the decks that you like to play really says a lot about the kind of person you are, man. You know, and I think the porn you watch says a lot about the person you are, too. I like to watch porn where girls hate cum shots on their face. What does that say about me? Sid? I thought you, no, I thought you liked the like, shit with, like, the teeny bopper girls. I've watched some of your porn before. All your shit was, like, spinner chicks, dude. Yeah, but I also, like... Girls taking fat loads and just being like, oh my god. I like like older women, terrible. like thick and dark and busty, like women in porn, dude. That shit's so hot, dude. And then like threesomes from a POV angle is really cool, too. If you ever have a threesome with chicks in real life, it's never as good as like a fucking good like POV like threesome video, you know what I mean? You, I just trying to take mental snapshots the whole time have you ever met like a porn star before porn stars are very elusive man no i haven't just me i think yeah you have you ever done a porn movie before i want to watch your porn movie bro that'd be awesome no i haven't done that either i'm just i'm all toxic yeah well no on the real i did like some amateur porn one time with this bitch i was with she was real ho dude and she was like fucking she's a real one dude she'd do anything and it was fucking like crazy but i never really put that shit out to the public but with Pornhub being a thing now like i feel like if I was in that situation again, I would definitely like put that on Pornhub for sure. Yeah, make make a buck, Fan, fans only. I don't even care about making a buck. I think it would just be hot for like people to fucking jack off to me. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Are we still podcasting? I thought we were just vibing. <laughs> Love you, right. buddy. See you. Bye, Tim. <laughs>